All right. We're going to talk about the eyes. And not the letter I, but the eyes that we have in our head. We're going to start there and work our way forward, okay? So the easiest thing <clears throat> for those that have sight, because I'm not talking to people that are blind, because I don't know what that's like. But the easiest thing for us to evaluate what's going on in the world or in our vicinity and the grocery line is with our eyes. We hear, we see. When you see, you see what's happening. Your mind starts processing things, and you're like, okay. That's how we also identify danger, how we identify, oh, they look like they're having fun. Oh, that person looks like they're in trouble. So you see first, and you start an evaluation. You don't always hear at the same time, and other times you can watch a video with absolutely no audio on it, and you can see what's happening in the video. So our sight and how we see things and process stuff, is it's, a, it's how God made us as human beings, obviously. And so, you know, when you don't have that, there's different things that go on that make things difficult, da-da-da. The word that we use in the um, Old Testament for sight, did you get a handout? You did. It, for eyes, I mean, is under the very first scripture. So first I wanted to look at the scripture in Revelation 5, 6, where it talks about the eyes as, as defined by God, meaning God's eyes. <laughs> so it says, and I, and I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. So we have here, I'm going to call it a definition of the eyes of God. They are the seven spirits. And, and um, maybe all of you guys have seen this before, but I did not quite make that connection. That the eyes of God are the seven spirits, and the seven spirits are the eyes of God. And we want to have, and I pray this a lot, I want to have the eyes of God. So I want to be able to see the seven spirits and everything. Now, am I still talking about the physical sea? Sure, but I'm talking about the spiritual sea. As you can see by the definition, don't you like the way I did that? Uh -huh. As you can see by the definition, the word is I. It's a physical eye. Eye is showing mental qualities. Eye of mental and spiritual faculties. A spring and a fountain, which I just thought was also very interesting. I've been looking at this and just saying, man, there's so much more to this word than just, you know, what you see, physical seeing. And, and it's kind of like what I was just talking about, how you, you gaze at something, you see something, and there's going to be a mental circuit that gets kicked on to understand what's going on, to see what's going on. And that's just in the physical and like I said, that's the, easiest, that's the easiest thing to do, is to see what's going on in the, in the natural, just to see it. With your, your eyes are right there. You may not understand it, but there it is. But a mental capacity starts to kick in, and, and we, we can start figuring out what's happening. Now, from a sonship standpoint, when we see something in the natural, our mental capacities might start kicking in, but it's our spirit man that we want to see what's really going on. And without it, we get ourselves stuck in the doldrums of what's going on with the earth, what's happening right now in front of me, instead of having our eyes fixed somewhere else. So our, our eyes, oh, obviously, always are stuck. Okay, I'm going to say it that way. Can I say stuck or stuck on the Lord? It's, it's always there. Now, we've developed our eyesight from the very, well, even before we were in sonship and you were understanding who God is and all that, your, God was already developing your, your eyes. He was developing your spiritual eyes because he was developing your spiritual man. And then as we got into sonship, things became even more clear on what's really going on, what's happening over there, what's that, what's this. And it, it just, it continues to grow. What, how are things manifest in the natural that you can see that are directly related to what's happening in heaven? And so as a teacher-seer, I'm always wanting to develop that, but I'm saying right now 
that there is a grace that's being offered to all of us in our, in, the, in our vision, in our eyes, to be able to see what's happening now. And really, it, it has to be that way because right now, from a natural standpoint, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, what you see going on is, what? But you know, what's God seeing? And how is he seeing? So is, he, is, is this, and this is the fun part for me, is this judgment and burning happening? Okay, Lord, show me how to pray. Is this grace and supplication happening? Okay, wow, neat, let's go. What do I need to do? And there's a lot of times where it's not necessarily us that's personal. It's not a real personal thing. It's what's going on in the spirit. We got to get there and, and pray. And is God seeing it through, the, through wisdom and revelation? And then I start thinking, does God only see in one color or one spirit? Or does he see all seven? And I'm just trying to catch up. And so I think it's kind of a challenge, at least to me, to, to see. I want to see what God's seeing. And then, you know, where am I in the cycle, as I call it, the cycle of life, but, you know, in that red all the way through to truth and sonship. So I've been asking for all of you, as well as me, to receive a greater eyesight, greater vision in the spirit that we see in, in all seven colors. And it, it's, it's kind of funny. There's, there's some people that I know that are, oh, my, that, um, it says I'm teaching Sunday school, that are colorblind or they can't see certain colors. My brother is that way. He can't see certain colors. But you know what? In the spirit, you get to see them all. You may not identify them as a color. How do you do that? We sit there and talk about the colors and seven spirits of God, and if you're colorblind, how do you identify those? So that's the other thing. It's not necessarily a visual of, ooh, there's red, judgment and burning. It is what is the action that you're seeing that's happening that identifies the spirit of God that's moving. And so I totally, you know, I'm totally on board with, with, with God showing us even more so what's happening in the earth because I more so want to be a part of what he's doing. So we have studied the New Testament, the different words for seeing, right? We had Ido, we had Blepo, we had Horeo, we had Thoreo. I mean, we've had all these different versions of what, how do you see? And so I was decided I wanted to kind of stick with the Old Testament. I don't think I decided that. I think God did. And and start looking and studying. Now, gosh, there's 883 times that the word eyes that you're looking at right now, the one that says ayin, ayin, that's the, and that's where we get the word eye from, by the way, in the English vernacular, in English, and, and that, that happens 883 times in, in the Old Testament. So it's a, it's a really, you know, obviously, Sight is a big deal. And, and the Father has always intended for us to have spiritual eyesight, whether people recognize that or not. That's, that's always what he's intended for us. So this word, ayin, is the most, you know, the most common word used in the, in the Old Testament. But what's the other word that we use a lot for seeing? Ra'ah, right? Our old friend, ra'ah. So we're going to talk about that as well. But when I, again, when I was looking at this, I was thinking, how does, how does all of this, all of the definition of the word work from a standpoint of a sonship? Because the definition of the word is pretty straightforward. But then we get to the end and we start talking about um, a fountain or spring when we're talking about the definition of this word. So we can, we can I think we can look at it, I love saying this over and over again, in, in a in some different ways. When I look at seeing and the definition of this word, and then as part of seeing, this is the word of spring or a fountain. You know, you think of this, and this is what I was praying last night, asking the Lord, that seems to be not only a window to what's happening in here, but also how I continue to see. Now see, there's things that you all have seen that you cannot forget. Good or bad, 
Most of the time for me, it's the ugly things that I have seen, and I mean in the natural scene, that I cannot forget. And those visions, those sights can sometimes influence you into what you're seeing next. So you, this is an example. I have not been there. I'm in a store. Some guy walks in. He looks shady. He pulls a gun, holds up the store. So the next time a shady guy walks into the store that I'm in there, what, what am I seeing? This guy's going to rob the place because that's what my sight saw before. Not, and, and now I'm influenced by that. So when we see with the eyes of God, our seeing is, is more like a fountain of his provision where he is springing forth through our eyesight what's really, what's, re- what's really going on in the spirit. There's a shady guy walking in. Well, it's not just that. And it seems almost tiring to me to say all those things, but everywhere we go, and I know leading up to this conference, everywhere we go, the things that we are going to see, the Lord is going to give us a spiritual vision of what's really going on if we're in that zone. I'm going to call it the eyesight zone. Are you in the eyesight zone? So let's look at, and I don't have, there it is, the next scripture on our sheet. It says, then your eyes. So this is in Genesis. This is the first time this word, ayin, is used in the Old Testament, in chapter 3. And so it says, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when we understand that good and evil, right away your brain should be thinking, Ah, that's ra'ah, understood, okay, got it. I think it's very fascinating, and maybe I'm way off base on this, but I think it's fascinating that in the very first place that this word is used, it's in reference to the fall. We're talking about the, you know, the big bad thing that happened in the very beginning, <laughs> the thing that got us all to the place where we are born with sin, or however people say it. I don't want to, yeah. And, and in, this, in this place, what what Satan is saying about seeing is true. Now, he says when you see with your natural eyes, you're going to be able to see the difference between good and evil. And that's true. Even without God, I think that's true. Everybody has a measure of what's good and what's bad. So what he was saying to her was absolutely true, but what's the part that wasn't true? Disobeying God. (laughs) very specifically disobeying a direct word from the Lord. When you do that, your eyesight begins to dim. When you, when you are part of that, that means even that incident, that one specific thing he told you not to do, eat that fruit, becomes a very interesting place and things start to change within. I know we're not in that. We're we're not in there. Good, we're going to eat that fruit because I'm just saying. I think it's fascinating that this is where this concept of being able to to see, to process what's going on in a mental or spiritual capacity. This is the first place that it's mentioned, and this is what happened to Eve. I'm sure it happened to Adam, but it specifically says that then you will be able to see. Your eyes will be opened to be able to see. Now, we got that great, awesome word they use now called woke. And Zach and I actually were talking about this this morning on the way to airport because Zach's on his way to Dallas. And he said, I don't think I've ever heard so many people talk about anxiety as I hear people talking about it now. And he said, I don't, I don't understand. And I said, well, some people didn't know that's what it was when you're dealing with whatever's going on. They just, they just thought it was the way they feel, and they just kind of keep moving. I said, but now people have been bringing it up, you know, mental health professionals and all that, so people are now woke to the word anxious, and now they can put a name to, the, to that feeling. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying, he's like, yeah, that's it. And, and I don't, I'm not sure, you know, there might be something at work that's causing him to think this, but, you know, we... This opened is like being woke in, the, in a wrong fashion. The word, your eyes will be opened. 
So opened. And so this is what happened in the very beginning. Now, I would like, I would like to see us go back to seeing just like Adam and Eve did before they did that whole fruit and eating thing, you know? Because they, they, they walked with God. Now, I'm not saying God doesn't walk with us anymore. I, I would never say that, but we don't see it. And if we do, it's in a different capacity. We see it in the spirit. They actually saw it in the natural. They could see him over there. Hey, God, oh, we're going to go hide, right? Because they were woke. Their eyes were no longer functioning as God created them to function because they disobeyed, directly disobeyed the Lord. And I say directly, but look, you just look at the command that he gave them. There was no, there was no room for interpretation. And yet the enemy presented an interpretation that you could see, I guess. And how many times has that happened to us? Maybe not in the word, but maybe mainstream media. Right. I mean, yeah, you can, you can see it. I keep using that word. Isn't that great? You should have a little clicker and start counting how many times they say see. You can see it in the world today. You know, we've, I know we've touched on this kind of stuff before. It's like, well, the enemy is going to present you a different way to see what God said, not the way God said. And our eyes have to be fixed on the most high. It has to be fixed on things in heaven. And we continue that. Uh, God continues to develop that. He pours out great grace of awesome eyesight. We receive and we continue to move. And it, I just feel, I, I feel like, that's really being challenged about where our vision is, where our eyes are fixed in all of the things that are going on. And maybe it's just me, but that's kind of how I've seen it. So did you click? You're supposed to click, Agent. <laughs> all right, so um, the other aspect I thought was interesting in this was the, the, the aspect of God that's being mentioned in the Scripture. It's not Jehovah. It's Elohim. So it's that, it's that heart of God for us, that intimate relationship part where this interaction is occurring uh, in, in this scripture. It, so it, you know, it's, it's not God, this is the plans and purpose, which is great. I know he was there. But it's the Elohim. I'm, you know, my heart for you. My relationship with you. Let's, let's talk. Let's, let's see what's going on. And the enemy just click. Thank you. The the enemy just plays on that like like cray cray. I mean, it's like one of his number one operations. You think things are going well because this is what you see. That's how we function. You think things are going bad because this is what you see. And the enemy just flip flops that anytime he can just to confuse you, but also to get you bogged down. And we know, and there's not a person in this room that doesn't know what it's like to be bogged down because your eyesight, your vision is on the earth and not on heavenly things, not on how God sees things. Go ahead. It should be on. Okay, it's kind of interesting that um, I'm, not, I'm not so sure the mainstream media doesn't use this as their, their text to, to operate, but... Absolutely. We're going to talk about that. Go. But um, the, here you've got the heart of God that's been teaching them how to function as God himself functioned. That's what all of their tutelage had been in. That's what all the progression up to this part of their journey, however long it had been, that they'd been breathing on the earth to that point. And here's the enemy trying to convince them to settle for something less, but he's calling it something better. So you can be as God's. But really, you're going to have to give up the ultimate functioning like God himself mm -hmm. in order to function as little gods that really like, have no authority and do nothing. And how many, though, oh, go ahead, Adrian. But I was just going to say, but that's what the enemy tried to do. And it's like when he couldn't do it himself, well, so now the very people that God wants to partner with, he's going to try and get them to see with the same perspective that he had and function the way he did, and then they won't be any use to God because right. they're operating the way. 
And even on, on top of that, the little gods get followers. And now they're not looking at God and being, and you see, it's like a, it's a, like a domino type of effect. And, you know, you're exactly right. And not just mainstream media, really any advertisement, any commercials that you see, you know, there's, there's different aspects that they focus on. But what you see is what you get is one of their, one of their favorite mantras to use in, in marketing. You know, I'll drive this hot car, you'll get that hot woman. Okay, drive them. I mean, just fill in the blank. You'll be stronger if you use this. There's that guy. He's got all these muscles. So take this powder and put it in your drink. That's all, not all, but mostly driven by what we see, our eyes. So, yeah, the enemy just runs crazy around the earth with that. Because then are you thinking with your spiritual mind? Are you processing with your, with your mental capacities and your spiritual? Because I don't think they're necessarily separated. But well, how are you processing it? Are you processing it with the world's mentality or the spirit mentality? Is that, and that's how you're doing it. And so, go ahead, Vic. And that's exactly, I mean, that's exactly right. That's exactly what was happening here. Because he, that's all it took. He just took their focus, took it off of the spiritual, and put it on the natural. And said, but look, isn't this what you want? You want to be like gods. Absolutely. When they didn't realize they had something much greater already. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. And what we've got is amazing gifts from God, amazing equipping from God to be able to see, discern, hear his voice, move in his winds. And we see he's using the same ploy still. Mm-hmm. It's not changed a bit. That's how he got the people that used to be brothers with us in this walk to, to walk away because what you're doing really isn't of the value. The real value, look your eyes over, put your eyes over here. The real value is in helping man and doing these wonderful things on this earth that will satisfy the needs and the desires of humankind around you. Because if you're really a good person, a real Christian would be helping the people around them and seeing their needs and fulfilling that. Not realizing that when you fulfill the need of God, what God calls you to, then... Whatever man needs is fulfilled. Yeah, it hits that iniquity within people, and it's it it just, it happens. I'm just and I could stop the teaching right now and just tell you all: you must fix your eyes on on the Lord. Our eyesight has to be His eyesight, and it and like I said before, I even came here because man driving down 528 at whatever o'clock in the morning and it's all dark, I've just started declaring and it was so cool. The sun started to come up and, it, and the whole skyline where I was at was orange. I thought, well, there's something manifested in the natural. <laughs> I can see the great grace of God to offer you even more sight into what's happening. We don't want our eyes to be fixed somewhere else, obviously. And I'll let you deal with what you see and how you process that and we'll keep on going so let's see um what's the next scripture proverbs 15 3 okay so here we go the eyes of the lord are in every place just in case you think that you can hide just just in case you think that the seven spirits of god are not seeing what's going on and not working in a place this states that his eyes are every place and it says, beholding the evil and the good. So here we are. We're back to this concept, our old friend, Ra'ah, you know, to see, to, to perceive, to consider what's good and what's evil, what's tob and, and, what's, and what's ra. And this is, you know, in Proverbs 15. So we have this, this book of wisdom that's saying, hey, check this out. You want to see like God's saying, I want you to know that the eyes of the Lord are in every place. That's why we can be here praying in the spirit and find ourselves somewhere else, seeing what's going on and praying and partnering with what God's doing. Partnering with people we've never met before. I don't know if you all have had those kinds of experiences, but we can sit here and pass the mic around and all of us have had seen things in the spirit for sure. And that should not be possible. 
But that's because the seven spirits of God are everywhere. They're every place. Did you want to say something? I was just going to say that they're functioning. The, the winds of God in this way are functioning in a really proactive fashion because that word beholding is not just looking. It's peering forward, yeah, peering ahead. Leaning forward. Leaning kind of forward yeah. and peering ahead to see what the tobe and the ra are going to be. Isn't that, I mean, it's not awesome because... I don't want to see raw, but if I know, if I see down the road that there's God over here and there's this is, then I have a I have a, a heads up on the enemy. What's the enemy attack might be, and, or, or I'm ready for it. Maybe I'm not going to counteract it because God's not saying to, but I'm ready for it. I know it's it's right there. So it's not. I mean, that's cool. It's like being a watchman, but different. Like maybe prophetic even. Go ahead. Well, and it's kind of tied into um, what I was teaching this weekend to the, the French-speaking saints is that persuke and supplication because when we're, when we're devoted to that on a regular basis, there's, Scripture tells us that, that God is going to tell us ahead of time um, about any sneak attack that the enemy may be trying to, attempting to you know, bring about on us. He'll let, he'll let that prophetic st- strategy be known to us ahead of time, and it's, it's all tied into the workings of his eyes. Yeah, and you know, we've, we're talking about all these things. Here we are. Lord, give us that prophetic eyesight that you're speaking of. We want that. We want to be able to look ahead. We don't have to know what's ahead, but we would like to look ahead. We want to be part of what you're doing, and so that prophetic eyesight gives you even more, I don't know what the right word is, courage, confidence, yeah, but part of it is, our, is our investment in supplication and prosuke. Yeah, that's... It's, it's not just going to be, okay, I'm just going to blunk. I mean, if, if, we are not, if we are not engaged in the progressive things that he's showing us to do, you know, that's part of it. That's part of our investment so that yep. he, in turn, fulfills the promise. And, and so I'm saying, too, what Vicki's saying, there's more for you to invest in what God's doing on this earth. There's more investment in his business right now. There's, there's always going to be more, but there's definitely more. And so whew, that perspective of, of ra'ah, that kind of a vision, like sort of like what Vicky to discern toward making a godly decision of what's happening or what's going to be. Or what's, well, yeah, what God's going to see, what God sees. I, I, I want that. I want that. So our old friend ra'ah, by the way, uh, and one of those things, I just went back and, you know, we got the definition. We understand that. But the first, I found this interesting, the first eight occurrences of the word ra'ah are in Genesis chapter 1. And I was like, really? Yeah. And in those eight occurrences, seven of them say, God, Elohim, saw it was Tob. So that's when he's creating all of creation. And the, just one time it doesn't say that exact wording. But how, I'm sorry, how neat is that? It's not that God had to see that he made a great decision, but how neat is it that God sees everything that's been created? He ra'ahs and he can see the tobe of what's been done. He doesn't see the raw, it didn't see that God saw the good and the bad. It just says that God saw the good. The entire creation, all of creation, the Lord saw that it was Tob. I don't know why that impacted me, but I was like, that is just amazing, Lord. I, loved, I love when he shows me things that I don't see and don't always comprehend. You know me, it's just the way it is. So, all eight occurrences. How interesting. And it's Elohim. Go ahead. Sorry, just, I didn't know you picked up the no, microphone. It's okay. I was just going to say, it's like when you create something, it's like, oh, you just created something new. But when he was looking ahead to see how this thing he created was going to function and that that was going to align with his purpose, you know, it's like it's not just that you had the vision to actually make it, but to see mm-hmm. how it's going to function. Yeah, it's my footstool. I mean, all the things that in Scripture you can find about what God says about the earth. Absolutely. And... You know, we have astronauts, the ISS in space, and they take pictures of the Earth, and they're always amazed at how, how awesome it looks from space. 
Like, look at that. I mean, they got all kinds of names for it, the big blue marble, whatever. How awesome. You know what? That's, that's like having a vision that God had. He looked at it and said, look at this. And he was seeing from up there way before we were. Isn't it? I mean, it's just amazing. I'm with you. Where am I going? Oh, oh yeah, here's that grace part, right? Eyes of the Lord and grace. We know these scriptures, but I threw them out here. Well, I knew the first one. The second one, I was like, what? Um, in Genesis 6, 8, it says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. How, how, what? Grace in the eyes of the Lord. It wasn't grace in my eyes. It was grace in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord, when he has his seven spirits functioning, which is always, <laughs> it's not like us where we're like, oh yeah, let's function in the seven spirits. When he has his, that, I mean, there is a measure of grace that's associated with vision. And so in, in here, you know, I'm, you know, Noah, I don't know. <laughs> he was, a, I mean, look at what he had to do. Let me just say that, right? So he had to not look around him with his eyes to see what's going on, to see if what God said to do was a good idea. Because unless I misunderstand stuff, I believe that rain was like, What? Why am I building something? Am I going fishing? What? Well, you're going to look at it that way, or you're going to... Noah had a measure of grace that came directly from the eyes of the Lord, the seven spirits of God, to move in what he asked him to do. And I would think it's, you know, obviously, I think it's a wonderful place to be. And in Judges 6, 17, it says, And he said unto him, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Any guesses who this is? What character? Character. Gideon, right? Remember Gideon? All the things that he went through? I don't know. You want to be Gideon? You want to be Noah? All the things that Gideon went through? Lord had a great amount of patience with Gideon, so I know that he continues to have a great amount of patience with me. Because there are things that I get, there's things that I don't want to know about, there's things that I, mean, I have a list, there's things I don't want to deal with. Push that off, push that off. But Gideon, what did he have? Like a, a, he obviously had an intimate relationship with the Father. That's obvious. And uh, um. You got to, I don't know, sometimes I feel like you have to have a lot of guts to be getting and go, hey, now that I found grace in your eyesight, now that you can see me grace, okay, I want you to show me a sign that you're talking to me. I don't, I'm not necessarily sure we fall in that department, but maybe we do. But once again, here's the aspect of this eyesight, this vision of God that, that is the seven, his seven spirits and, and there's this grace offering that comes. And Gideon knows it. I've, I, now I, I see, I understand that you've given me great grace. Now, will you prove to me that it's you talking? I don't know. What do you think, Vic? You have this look on your face. You're just pondering that. No, nothing, nothing at all. You know... We know that in the, in the presence of God, when we are with him, there's always going to be an empowerment that, that develops, you know, our purpose. So that's one of the reasons why worship is so awesome, but it's worship by sight or by hearing. Isn't that interesting? The Lord will come and show us things and speak to us in, in many different ways versions. We don't use our taste a lot, maybe, or smelling a lot when we know God's around, but they're all part of it. All of our senses are all in when it comes to what the Lord is doing. Go ahead, Vic. And I think that um, that sign that he wanted was not to prove that he was talking with him, but mm -hmm. that it was actually the strategy of dominion that he was giving him. I think so, too. Because it's debar, is the word for talk. Yes. That you're, you're giving me the right direction. You're giving me the words that I'm going to be fulfilling. 
I, I can't imagine either. I mean, it's not like it was a small thing, like, we're going to go down to the courthouse and protest. No, they were gonna, he was going to go and deal with a, a, a country, so to speak, a, a group of people that were trying to kill all of them. All right, you want to be Gideon? You want to be Noah? I'll, I'll be both, but look at their predicaments that they were in. And they had, they had to have a sight, a vision, their eyes fixed in the right place. Or they, they were going to, you're going to fail before you even get started. I say that, how many times has that happened to us? Uh, I can tell you for me, it definitely happens sometimes from a physical standpoint. In other words, I ain't strong enough, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I can't do that. No, in the spirit, you are strong enough. You can do that. And I was, I was, again, driving over here from dropping off Zach at the airport. I was telling the Lord, I know it's you in me that accomplishes many things. But I want to tell you that I am going to do this. I am. I can do this. And sometimes you just have to psych yourself up, so to speak. But sometimes you have to get your brain not... Your brain that's seeing into the brain that's seeing what's going on in heaven. Let's do it. Okay, so our God, what did I write this down? Oh, our God is a visual God. That's what I wrote that down. And I also said that he has always intended for us to see what he is doing. He's never meant to keep that a secret. He's always wanted us to see that. All right, so now where am I? Now... Oh, wrong page. I'm on the last scripture, right? Yes. Last scripture, which I just thought was just outstanding and a half. I got to get, I have too many pages up here. Okay. Proverbs 3, 1 through 12. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. I know we've read this. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor, I thought I turned that off, and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with, the, with thy substance and with thy first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction, for whom the Lord loves he corrects, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. I, I, I want to write all that on the table of my heart because that, that is just an amazing, you know, what is it, 12 lines, 12 verses of Scripture for encouragement in this day, it amazes me how God, even way back in Proverbs, okay, way back in the day of Solomon writing, writing information that God gives him, writing details down that the Lord speaks to him for his sons and then for us to get, it's still extremely applicable to this day. Very, like very right on. All of these encouragements are the, are the things that, that we need to do. And, you know, we, like I said, we've read these so, so many different times. There's not a lot to keep going on over and over again. But let's look at verse 4. So shall, thou find, so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. I love, I mean, this is like, I want God to say good and faithful servant. I also want to be in the sight of God where he uses you know, that vision that he sees, the one that, that, that he, he doesn't, I don't know if mental is the right thing, but he's got that spiritual processing of what's happening. 
I want to be in that place that's good. I want God to see me in that fashion. I not only want him to say I did a good job, I want him to see that I did a good job. I hope that I'm saying that right. I don't mean to make it. But we're going to find grace because that word favor is related to the word grace. We're going to find grace and good understanding in the sight of God. Who provides grace and good understanding? It's not us, and it's not by what we do. However, God's going to be seeing what's happening. And as Vicki said, our investment, and we've been saying, our investment in who he is and who he is in us and who we are for him, that is a continually growing thing. I must take a drink of water. Thank you. So that good understanding is, is Tobe inside. It's just insight about our purpose. Absolutely. And if you don't want that, raise your hand. Mm, didn't think so. So verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. I mean, we can say that like a thousand times over. I trust in the Lord. I trust in the Lord. I trust in the Lord. Uh, do you? In other words, you, when you trust, you're trusting in something else that's not you. You're not just, go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. You're not, you know, it's like, well, um, I'll, I'll tell you guys a secret. I trust Larry driving at night over most of the other sparrows. I don't want anybody to get mad at me <laughs> because I, I, trust, I trust Larry. See, I'm not trusting in myself, so if I'm driving, it's cool. I don't need to trust Larry at that time. I'm driving. I trust in me. But if I'm not driving and it's nighttime, I want Larry driving. I trust Larry. You want to know why? Adrian, tell him. The rest of you fall asleep. The rest of It's true. And I have been in the car when it's happened on more than one occasion, and I have not been happy. <laughs> you don't trust you. There you go. But, but when we, when we talk about, about trusting Yahweh, as you can see, this is trust the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's Jehovah, the plans and purpose of God. I can't imagine a better place to be than there. You're, you're trusting everything to him. He is the one that our, you know, our lives are kind of, it's not kind of, God's who our lives are based on. This aspect of God, this plans and purpose of God, is the only place that our trust can be and held securely. I, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but I don't know any other place that can be, that can be, that can be. So, and in the next part of the sentence says, and lean not unto thine own understanding. And I've always just said, oh, that's great. Okay, I'm just not, I'm not going to go by what my reasoning is. I'm, I'm, my mental capacity, I'm just, I'm just going to let that go over here. And that's, that's true with the definition, but think of it this way. Uh, leaning is to support oneself without any help by another. You lean against the wall. That's just you. The wall's not a person. That's, the, that's leaning. So you are all in on what's happening. <laughs> this is you. I'm leaning this way. It's, it's all about, well, it's all about you. But our reliance has to be on him. I mean, obviously. Not our own ability to separate what we see but God's ability that he's given us discernment to separate what we see from the tobe and the raw. So when we do the trust in the Lord with our own heart, and we do not lean on our own understanding, then we get some more things that continue to happen. It's a continued progression in verse 6. In all thy ways, on that road, on that course of life, you are going to know by seeing him. Ways Road acknowledges Yadah. We've talked about that before. To know, to ascertain by seeing. Here we are. We're back to the vision part. In the natural, can you see, can you see God? I think so. But spiritual, mental, absolutely we can see God. No doubts about that. 
So if we're in that place, what happens? Then this happens. He shall direct thy paths. Yeah, it, I want it to always be straight, but I know that I know now that God goes, yep, and then we're going over here. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, straight as in line. Exactly. Yes, that word, that word means that. It means to be straight, to be level. Direct means to be straight, to be level. I want to be sure I say that correctly. Um, to, be, to be right. And paths is, is a different version, but it means a way or a path that we're on. There's, and this is throughout Scripture. There's this that God says to do, and then this is our benefit. There's this that God says to do, then this is your consequence. You choose. And we always want to do the then God and not then not God. That's a good one. Write that down. We should make a, never mind, bumper sticker. Okay. Ooh, all right. Uh, what else did I write? Verse 7, be not wise in thine own eyes. Now, when you're younger, I think you think you're wiser than you are. <laughs> so, can I say that nicely? When you're older, I think you realize you don't know all of that. You're not all that in a bag of chips. I could say the other saying that my friends used to say when I was, but I won't say it because she doesn't like it, so I'm not going to say it. But, <laughs> you know, are you wise in your own eyes? And let me say, this is back to what we've been talking about as well, there is a measure of wisdom that the Father gives us. And we can see that and go, man, this is good stuff. I'm going to properly apply this. All right. But I also know that God um, gives you more wisdom and if you're holding on to the old wisdom and not letting the new wisdom come in, then you're like an old wineskin and new wine's coming and you follow me. So, um, be not wise in thine own eyes. That, that capacity that God has given you to see things and to mentally, or in, in our case, I shouldn't say or, and spiritually see as he sees our hearts being aligned there, don't think you got it all figured out. Our eyesight is only his. So our wisdom in our eyesight is what really this is saying. Be wise in your seeing because you're seeing as God sees. You're seeing as the seven spirits because that's his eyes. Those are his eyes. Those are our eyes. So you have something to say? He's got that look on his face. I'm seeing that right it's, here. Okay. It's, it's just about... Um Aligning ourselves with, you know, what we see, align it with what God has already shown us. And in that, that, that becomes the platform for us to, to move forward because we're moving from the right place rather than, uh, you know, taking a stance in a uh, off, off course. You, when you get off, then the next plot you make for your course is going to be off as well. So to stay on course, you have to start at the right place. And, and so this is, this is how important that not leaning on our own, you know, what we think might be the, the best help for us, but to know what God has already brought us to that point, looking forward as he is showing us. Yeah, and this, to Gail. Vicki shared recently uh, the perfect example of the school board. You see something out of alignment, totally. You see evil there. But you aren't led by your own eyes. You're led by the Spirit as far as how to respond to that. And that's, a, that's our uh, goal. That's our uh, personal... Yeah. Personal um, where we put ourselves in check Mm -hmm. because of what God is showing us in, in our heart. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, a, it's even a proactive stance that we take. You know, th what this scripture is saying, be not wise in, thy, in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, which is, fear is the beginning of what? Wisdom, and depart from evil. That, that's a proactive stance that God is asking us to take. And, and 
being able to recognize it in the moment as well. All of this because we see the way God sees. We see with his seven spirits. We function all the time, but we're going to function, not but, and we are functioning in the seven spirits with our eyesight. And so when we see in the natural, we'll see the seven spirits of God working in whatever it is. And there's a lot of things that we could say, wow, whatever it is, is all over the place. And, you know, yesterday I was with my family, and I, there were times when I was praying because things were so, I mean, my mom has moved. That's a whole mess of things and all these emotions that not everybody is dealing with in my family. Maybe not even me. But, you know, she sold the house that her and dad bought, and she moved to a, a, a smaller place. But I was praying for the Lord to help me see with his eyes what was really going on in that swirl of emotions and, and this and that and all the people, you know, my sister, my brother, and my mom, and bringing all these things together. And my mom basically not really knowing what she's done. I don't know a better way to say that. She found a place, she bought it. She didn't realize these, like these three things. It's a, it's a behind-a-gate place. She told me it's halfway between where dad's staying in a home and where, Pat's, where Pat lives. My mom is five minutes away from my brother and an hour away from my dad. Where did my mom get that concept from? Because she's in a swirl, and this is what she's seeing. And it's, it's, it's not true. But I want to see what's God doing. And I can't tell you I figured it out. But I was praying, walking around my mom's new place, just praying, going, how did she miss this? How did she not figure this out? And talking to my brother, how does mom say that it's this? He said, I don't know. I've been trying to tell her and she's not listening to me because this is what my mom wants to see. We want to see God. We don't want to see what we want to see. And we do run into that ourselves. We sometimes run into that ourselves. We want to see what we want to see. I don't want to see what you're talking about. I don't know. Anyways, so be wise be not wise in thine own eyes. And really, if you look at that word, the word not, you look at the be not wise, that's not really there, okay? But it's saying to be shakam, which is a version of being wise, in your own eyes, meaning I really want that vision to just be totally the wisdom of the Lord. And because of that, fear of the Lord, evil will be departing. At gate 12. Just kidding. Okay. All right. So um, continue to read more on all of this because it's, we're, running, we're out of time. But just so you know, like I said, 880-something times this word eyes is used. And it, there's all, all manner of vision that God is talking about in so many different places. Right? Lord, thank you for our eyes, both spiritual and natural, even though a lot of us wear glasses in here, Lord, that's still okay because we know that your vision is perfect. And that's what we want. We want to function in your seven spirits in this sense, one of the senses of our spirit man, vision to see. In Jesus' name, amen.